Hey, this is Mike Goldberg, the voice of Bellator MMA. Join us right now for MMA FanCast. Welcome to MMA Fancast. This is Luke. I'm joined today by um, on a streak, absolutely burning it up on the regional MMA circuit, John DeJesus. John, welcome to the show. What's going on, man? Good to be here. Hey, I'm so happy to have you back. As our listeners may remember, we had you on the show in November after your incredible um Second round KO over Ethan Goss for the 145 pound 247 fighting championship belt. In November, you came on afterwards. We did a little segment we like to call After Action Report, and you talked about how that fight went. It was great to have you on, and we wished you the best. And since then, um, you started out 2020 uh, with an incredible KO round two uh, at a different promotion out there for the Honor Fight Series out there in Ohio, uh, January 11th. Um, and so let's jump in and talk about that. Congratulations on that fight. That was another title fight. Walk us through it and tell us how it went for you. Yeah, man. Thank you. Uh, it was just another night in the office. You know what I mean? I went in there mm-hmm. against a tough opponent. I guess a tough opponent and uh, Josh Fowler fought him before. Took him mm-hmm. to a unanimous decision. This time the strap was on the line. I told everybody and their mother I was going to finish him. He's a tough dude, but I was going to finish him. I'm on a whole different level nowadays. And that's what I went out there and did. He kept pressuring me in the fight. In the fight, I even warned him, like, keep coming into my space if you want to. He did one last time, and boom, left hook. Yeah, and your your knockout was a one-hitter-quitter, as they say. And, uh, obviously, he was Josh the best in his recovery, but he, he was clearly out on his feet. From that, from that punch. Talk a little bit about the fact that you had fought him in April of 2018, as you already mentioned, and what's it like going into a rematch? Is this the first time in your pro career that you've had a rematch? Um, and if not, what was the other time, and kind of how do you prepare for rematches? Yeah, that was my first rematch in my okay. career, and I felt like it was just a little easier. I knew what he felt like. I knew his strength. Mm-hmm. I knew what he was going to try to do to me. I mean, people evolve, fighters evolve, but at the end of the day, you're going to do what you're comfortable with. And he did did everything that he was comfortable with. He did the same things last time that he did this time. And he just, you know, you could tell that he picked up the striking game, though. That I will give to him. He picked up the striking game, uh, surprised me a little with his pressure, with his striking. He looked real real comfortable in there with me. You know what I mean? So... But his biggest problem, and we talked about this afterwards too, his biggest problem that he kept rushing in, but he kept rushing in a little too wide. And I ended uh, up catching him. Yeah. So when you said you talked to him afterwards, what's that like? After a fight, you obviously knocked him out, you got your belt. How did you have the opportunity to talk? And what's it like to talk to your opponents once the fight's over? 
I mean, it all depends on the opponent. Josh Roll, I'll tell you right now, is the nicest opponent I ever had. Like the first time we fought, the man offered me his food at weigh-ins. Like that's just un <laughs> uncalled for. Like people just don't do that. Like at weigh-ins, while we're sitting there starving, the man offered me some of his food. Like that's how I knew it was going to be. You know, a rough night to try to stay mad at him, try to keep that in mind. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, we're professionals, and we just went in there and did what we had to do. And then this last time around, you know, he just came into my locker room. We spoke about the fight. I told sure. him things that he did that, you know, that he could do better next time in, in his uh, in his other fights. And I told him I'd help him out. We could cross train, whatever. He's a, he's a real cool dude. And, you know, I like Josh Foley. Well, that's actually a great a great thing for our audience to hear that. And that happens a lot more than, than people might think. There's some great examples, even at the highest level. You see a former opponent either training together or becoming friends or helping each other out. And uh, and I think it's a, it's a great sign of where you are in your career. Um, you're now 12 and 8, so obviously that was your uh, 20th fight, 20th pro fight, um, which is important to point out, uh, 20th pro fight. And so I think you're at that point as a champion uh, in – in multiple promotions now where it's kind of nice for you to give advice and give feedback to another, to another opponent who's already defeated twice, but you want him to learn and grow. And it's also good, as you point out that he clearly is increasing his striking game. And that's something that I think people sometimes miss in MMA is that there's so many facets of MMA. I mean, just layers and layers and layers. And obviously you talked last time you were on with, with Ethan, knowing that you had to be good with your takedown defense. And, and, and that's been something that you've gotten better and better at your wrestling and jujitsu. And that's what I think people sometimes miss is that MMA has so many layers that you, you want, even in his case, even losing to you, it's good for him to hear what you noticed was improved. And it's also good for him to hear what uh, you, you, you know, you could do better. So, Getting back to you taking the fight, you you are the reigning defending 247-145-pound uh, champ, and they have a card coming up, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, March 14th, but you had fought in November. What, what led you to take that fight in January? Obviously, you could have just hung back from November and waited till March, and clearly that's not what you did. So what, so what led you to, to go out there and take that fight in January? It's simple, man. I just like to stay busy. If my body lets me, I'll be in there every weekend. If I had had the opportunity to be in the cage every weekend, my body stayed up to part, you know, with the grueling training and everything. Sure. I'd be in there more often than not. But you know what it is? You can't always do that, especially at the high, at the highest level. So sure. I just, I was itching. I'm always itching, itching to get back in there. I'm always itching to get better and, to, uh, you know, fulfill my dreams of one day being in the UFC belts or whatever it is, you know showing the world what I'm about. Well, and speaking of that, and, and I think that's the great attitude you have is that you're willing to get out there. That's been an attitude that in your experience, if, if when I was looking back through your list, you have, you have fought everybody and anybody um, and obviously 20 pro fights. Some of them have not gone your way, but you're at the point now where you've learned from them and you took guys that other people wouldn't have taken. I, I know some specifics, but I won't really go into it, but I, but I've seen guys on your list that 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 you have l's to where people would have been avoiding them and not taking them so obviously you've taken hard fights and now you're on a two fight win streak which brings us to both knockouts both for titles which brings us to your next opponent james simmons um who has a six and two record he's also on a two knockout win streak 
Um, and he tends to finish guys in the first round. He has four first-round finishers. You have a lot of finishes yourself. So uh, going into March 14th, it's the first time you're defending for 247. 247 is barely a year old. April will be a year. So their March 14th card is kind of their their first full-year anniversary card. So what's it like preparing for James Simmons? And here you are taking a guy on a two-fight win streak. You just mentioned wanting to fight the best of the best. Um, how does that come about? How do you constantly put yourself out there? Do you turn down fights if a guy isn't what you would consider tough? Like, what are you looking for an opponent? And, and, and then talk about James. At the end of the day, I just want to get in there and I want to bang. I want to have a blast while I'm in there. <laughs> you know, like you said, I've fought some killers in the past. You know, some of my mm-hmm. former opponents are on to bigger and better things right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I really I mm-hmm. care less. I know I believe in myself. Some of the losses in my past have been all mental. I feel like I'm all there 100%. percent so mm. zoned in and locked in and loaded. So I'm ready to go. I don't care who it is. I don't care. I'm ready to go out there and put somebody to sleep. Well, and I think that's, that's always great. You know, at any level of any athletic performance, it's important to know what's on your end and what's mentally on your end, what's physically on your end what you can control because when, when you, when you get out there, you can only control you. You can't control your opponent. You can control how you respond to your opponent, but obviously you have to control you. And it sounds great that you've gotten yourself better. You know where you are mentally, you know where you are physically. And I've had the pleasure now of seeing you fight just a foot away from me or two feet away from me being ringside in your victory versus Ethan. And I'm so much looking forward to your March fight being that close uh, cage side and seeing you in action and your speed and your movement. When you talk about training, you train at uh, the Academy Pittsburgh, and there's a lot of killers in there, obviously headed up by you and Death Star and his brother Chaka. And I think you have another pro in your in, in your uh, stable that's going to be fighting on 247 as well. So Jake what's, Chug, it, what's Jake, it like? Yeah, Jake yeah. Talk Chug, about, talk about him. Talk about training. Go ahead. Talk about him and talk about training at the Academy. Yeah, man. I mean, like you said, we got some killers. We got Kama. We got Jake chilling. We got Shaka. We got Patton. You know, we're all killers that have that same mentality. And I'm going to tell you right now, in the striking world, yeah. good luck with that because that's my that's my world. I've been doing it for 11-plus years. Mm-hmm. In the wrestling world, I got Jake Chill chilling right there wrestling with me, trying to take my head off, trying to slam me on my neck every single week. You know, I'm in there getting pushed every day, every week by the best around here. I go out to the Matt Factory and check, uh, train with Isaac Greenlee and the Matt Factory boys and those killers out there. We're in here working. We're ready to do big things 2020. Well, that's a that's a great thing to hear. Obviously, if you don't know, for people listening, uh, Kama, the Death Star Worthy, has a fight coming up. Uh, for the UFC, which to me is long time coming. He had that incredible um, knockout win over an undefeated opponent on three days notice. So it's going to be great. So you guys, all three, three of you at least have fights coming up very, very soon here. And uh, what's it, what's it like? Obviously this is a pretty straightforward question. What's it like seeing everybody around you get big wins and, and, and tur- like you are a big staple there and you're getting, you're on a two fight win streak. Uh, obviously Death Star is at the best he's ever been. So what's it like seeing sort of that old phrase, uh, a tide rises all boats. What's it, what's it, what's it like seeing everybody in the gym getting better? It literally elevates everybody. Common mm-hmm. goes out there, does his thing and it's going to be another knockout. Mark Martin words, first and second mm-hmm. round dudes going to sleep. You heard it here first. 
But when Kama goes, goes out there, does his thing, I go out there, do my thing. Patton goes out there, does his thing. Jake, Shaka, Allen, that's not with us. We go out there, we do our things, and they just elevate the gym. We just train harder. We get better every single day. Well, that is a, that, that's a great thing. And, and for those listening, the check out, check out all those guys he mentioned. If you're not, if you don't already know who some of them are, you need to. Uh, two of them will be fighting on 247. You need to get to 247 March 14th. It's, um, it, they're going to absolutely pack out um, oh. the Princecape Arena they have for the last couple times. Um, and that venue is not going to be big enough to hold them too much longer. So if you're in the area, get to 247. Um, I'm sure you're selling tickets, so you should reach out to a fighter directly. That's always the best thing you can do. You can also get them through. Uh, you can get them at the door and you can get them through it. But it's always good in regional MMA to get tickets through fighters directly and contact them. Um, so let's let's just take it over. Give me a bird's eye view of the next couple months from you between now and, and March. Is it is it same old, same old? Do you, do you have any trips going on? Are you going to another gym? Let's say you're traveling someplace to train or are you just keeping this train rolling and, and this pattern you're on? What, what's kind of the next month and a half for you? We train hard. On Sundays, I go up to Lower Borough and train with the Mad Factory boys and work on my wrestling and grappling. And mm. it's just another day, another day in the office. We train hard, grind, grind, grind till we get there, till we make it. Absolutely. Well, we here at MMA uh, FanCast obviously wish you the best. I'm a big fan. I'm so excited to have you on the show now for the second time, and we hope to have you on again right after your your fight to have you talk about um, what we hope would be a win for you there for your uh, for your title to fight. Fight. Do you have anything else you want to say? Thank yous. Uh, mark my words, as you tend to be. Sometimes you call your shot. Do you have anything you want to leave on the program before we go? For sure. I'm going to tell you something right now. Jamie Simmons is a uh... A tough dude, like you said, he's coming off of two knockouts and someone's going to sleep and it ain't me. Well, there it is. You heard it first here. I can't wait to see both of you guys throw down. I know it's going to be fireworks. And like you said, you want to be up against tough dudes. You want to be up against guys on a streak because then when you beat them, it gives you, it, it increases you, you know. Um, and so we wish all the best to you. Thanks for coming on the show. Best wishes to you and everybody at both the Matt Factory and uh, the, the Academy Pittsburgh. And so thanks so much for coming on the show. You have a great night, sir. Yeah, man, you too. Appreciate you.